CTV Podcast. I'm here with Jill. Hey, what's up, guys? And um, we have a couple of topics that we want to talk about today. First, um, we have to get on the whole King of R&B debate. Uh, It has definitely been heavy on social media. (laughs) Jacquees uh, posted a video. I don't know if he posted it to his Instagram or IG story or whatever he did. Um, Yeah, I think it was on Instagram. Okay. So he mentioned on Instagram that he is the king of R&B. Now, with that being said, I I wouldn't say that he's too far off with it. Because at this moment, I don't feel like there's anybody that holds the crown in, 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 in the R&B lane for men. Um, you know, I don't think right now that there are too many artists that can really say that they've been very, very consistent throughout this year. Um, okay. But we have people that can, you know, we have artists that are out there that people are throwing out there saying, hey, these guys, this is really the real king R&B. People are saying Chris Brown. People have mentioned R. Kelly. People have mentioned Trey songs. <laughs> I mean, people have mentioned Tank. Um, Tank mentioned himself, actually. <laughs> so yeah. he didn't, nobody, I, mean, a lot of I don't people know are if anybody mentioned, mentioned it. A lot, right. a lot of them are self-mentioned. Um, Usher, um, you know, there's a lot of people names come to mind. Um, yeah. Like I said, I'm not too big on um, anybody right now on that side of R&B to say they're the king of R&B. Because really, to me, I listen to, um, you know, I have other artists I listen to. I listen to Khaled. Um, I listen to Brent Fias, uh, Frank Ocean, John Legend, um, Maxwell. Guys like that are the guys that I listen to and pay attention to. I'm not too big on some of the artists that people are, are saying are the king of R&B. Um, what is your thought on that, Joe? And who okay. is your king of R&B? Okay, cool. Um, I really think that the, a lot of people are kind of missing the fact that Jacquez said he was the king of R&B for this generation. So you got to kind of exclude people that have already had their time. you got to take out Chris. you got to take out Trey Songz. you got to take out Usher because all of them have really had their time. you got to mm-hmm. kind of put it up against people that are out right now. And mm-hmm. um, like a lot of people that were saying, yeah, I'm the king of R&B are self-mentioned. Nobody's really actually <laughs> promoting them or giving them like – saying, yeah, this is the next person, this is the king of R&B. The only person I could really, because I, I like I like Jacquees a lot. I like a lot of the remixes that he's done, a lot of the features that he's been on. He's really talented dude. So I like him. I won't say that there's necessarily him as a king, but I wouldn't really put anybody out there as a king just yet. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, him, you got uh, Ty Dolla Sign, you got Brent Fayez, yep, he, he's, he's pretty good. You got uh, Frank Ocean, some, all of those are really good people, but I like if I had to put like a top three, it would be him, uh, Ty Dallasine, and maybe Frank as okay. a top three. That, that would kind of yeah. go in, in head-to-head for those rankings for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally with you on that. Um, I think those guys are really doing it for the, the R&B side, especially, like you said, Brent. Brent has really been doing doing pretty well, and he's consistent. Yeah, yeah. So, he, um, like over the last year, just completely blew up, for real. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, I'm not too sure, like, I'm not too sure on, you know, who exactly holds that crown as of now, because, like I said, nobody has really been that consistent to where you could just throw it out there and say, oh, yeah, that's definitely King R&B. I mean, you even have Daniel Caesar that has done pretty well this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, there's not really too many, too many artists that, like, 
I mean, especially too many men right now that could say, oh, I'm the king of R&B. So Jack uh, West, he probably took that and ran with it and probably said, hey, I've put out some hits. People like him. I've had a pretty good year this year. Um, yep. I've, you know, I mean, let's just be honest. He's had a really good year this year. So, I mean, as far as people saying this and that, well, you know, hey, look at the numbers. He's actually put stuff out. He's actually done something for the year. Just like you said, it would be different for the artist that was coming out of nowhere. And he doesn't done anything. And he's just big enough himself. But he's actually done some pretty, like, dope stuff this year. And like I said, he's, he's been on charts. So it's not like it's that far off. Um, I think yeah, for sure. the reason why everybody, all the men are coming up and talking about it is because somebody's claimed it. So now they're just like, oh, no, this guy, we, you know. Because there's never an issue of somebody like Chris Brown if somebody claims it, you know. But I, I think Chris Brown has that, you know, he just, everybody just loves him as far as artist-wise. Um, so I think um, at this point, it's probably going to help a lot of them step, it's gonna, probably going to get a lot of them to step their game up. And yeah, really definitely. start putting out more more music. If you want to be the king of R&B, then really just put out the music. Because like you said, Jacques Sweet, he's really worked, and he's really put out music, and he's really done a great job at it. So what he's saying is not that far off. He's exactly. really, you know, he's he's not, you know, what I think it's, it just seems like, it just seems like you would think that he was somebody who didn't have any music or something based right, on the way right. everybody's acting. I'm just like, and Today, Eric Bellinger came out and said, well, you know, you got to do more. You got to uh, put out more stuff for you to get that title. But I'm just like, Eric, you haven't put out anything. So <laughs> at this point. I think, you, I think he did. He put out like a, a little EP uh, earlier this year, real early this year. But what yeah. people know him as is more of a feature person and a writer. They don't necessarily mm-hmm. know him as a solo artist. So yeah. I, I think he also has a lane that he should stay in as well. That's, right. what I, that's what I think. Um, what, uh, another really funny thing I found out about this this whole ordeal that happened is Jay Holiday coming out and saying something about it. And when was the last time you had a phone? Like 2009, <laughs> right? Right. I, that, I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, the next time you come out and make any type of announcement, it should be that you're making more music. That right. should be it. You shouldn't come out and announce anything else. And what was really funny is he had a video where he was mm-hmm. kind of talking about all this stuff. And in the video, he got mistaken for a bellhop at the hotel yeah, that he was in front of. That was hilarious. So I'm like, well, you know, you should probably just go get the bags. Don't don't come right. out and talk about everybody else's music. Just go get that get their bags. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, but you know, like I said it. Clearly, a lot of them, a lot of the guys got into their feelings with it. So I mean, hey, it brings up a good conversation. Like this is why I was not on number one, the number one topic for the podcast today, just because how many people were talking about it. I'm pretty sure once we get off the phone, there's going to be more people um, giving their take on who they think is king of R&B. But like you said, I mean, you just really got to put in work, you know. Nobody holds that title, you know. Unfortunately, right now in the game, we don't have, I mean, I don't think in the game with R&B um, for the guys goes, you don't have anybody like, you know, Beyonce on the men's side. Now, that's just my opinion. Do you, do you, think, do you think we do? No, I mean, I, I'm, I agree with you in terms of, like, that's just, like, a powerhouse and just putting out hits and doing, right. like, sold-out concerts or and Or not even a powerhouse, like just somebody that you know just holds it. As long as she's here, she's probably going to have that, she's probably going to have that crown as being the queen of R&B right now. Um, like, right now, that's what I think. I think, um, right. you know, everybody's had their time, but she's, She's had it for a very long time, and nobody, yeah. I don't think there's nobody that's going to take that from her. Um, you know, you got her on the come up. 
you know, uh, we're going to talk. We're going to talk later about the Grammy nominations. But she had five Grammy nominations. Yes, um, she did. And she's the next big thing, in my opinion. You know, along with Ella, she's probably on the. She's probably on the rise to be one of the best. So, um, you know, if you're not, if you're not somebody that's doing stuff like that, then you can't even really come in and really say much. But hey, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I agree with you on that. I really do. I think that it's consistency. Number one, you gotta be consistent the entire time you're out here, and you have your whole R&B run in order to consider yourself the king. Uh-huh. So that that's why I feel like you know Trey Song and Chris Brown and Usher and all them should be excluded because they had their time where they were consistent. Mm-hmm. And they had their hits. Now I mean, it's like they yeah. coming out and it's like a money grab now. Or it's like, oh, I need to just come out and make music because people are forgetting about me. But it's not like they're not making their stuff. They're making stuff to sound like what it is now. Right. Trey Song. Right. And, and like you said about the, how they're putting out music and just making it, Trey Song just put out a, two mixtapes and nobody's really talking about them. I mean, let's be honest. Nobody's really talking about those mixtapes he put out. Damn. That's true. If, That's if true. you're if you're somebody if you're somebody that we want music from, we'll be talking about that mixtape for three weeks going and you know going into the next year. Nobody's talked about that mixtape he put out. Two mixtapes he put out. It's two. He put out two mixtapes. Nobody's two talking about it. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, hey, that tells you a lot about the the quote unquote they're saying that he's the king of R and B. I don't think so. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna go into our next topic. Um, LeBron wanted Melo to come to L A. Nope. Can't happen. It cannot mm-hmm. happen. I, I really I really hope that he's just joking and I hope he's not saying <laughs> he can come and like shoot around with me on practice right. days, but like don't put Melo in the purple and gold, please. Right, it's a bad idea for that to happen. I mean I think yeah. I, I think we have posted on DTG Mag. I asked the followers if they think it was a good move. A lot of people said no, and I was absolutely with them on it because I feel like at this point, LeBron, I know, I understand you want to chase your rings, you want to win, but I don't think LeBron understands how bad of a how bad it, how bad it sounds for him and Melo to match up. And another thing too, I don't think Melo has the pride to want to match up with a guy like LeBron. No. I think I think because of his career being where it's at right now, he might he might gravitate towards him and say, I'll do it. Just because, but I don't think his pride. I think his pride won't allow him to to team up with a guy like LeBron because yeah, he won't want to hear. He won't want to hear anything about oh, well he had to go team with LeBron. I mean, people forget that he teamed up with Allen Iverson. I mean, yep. Allen Iverson wasn't. He wasn't the same Allen Iverson that he was with Philly, but he still teamed up with Allen and with the Denver Nuggets. People forget that. So I'm just like. You know, you can't go no, I mean, hey, once you teamed up with Allen, he's like one of the best to ever do it. So you pretty much went and teamed up with a with another all-star. You know, it's not a big deal, but I think that his pride also, his pride is just what's going to not allow that to happen. You don't see anybody really talk about it because I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen. But, you know, I mean, it's a good conversation while we have it. But, you know. Yeah, definitely it. Melo, Melo's got too much of an ego and, and pride mm-hmm. to really buy into the system. And you see that with every every team he's gone to since he's left the Knicks. He's not really been buying into their system or really sticking with it. He's like, he wants to come off the bench at OKC. So mm-hmm. had that whole issue. He went to Atlanta and didn't even play. He got just got the money and left. And then he went to um, <clears throat> Houston and did horrible. He averaged, what, seven or eight points a game, I think, yeah, with that, those ten games he played. So, mm-hmm. um he, he's not he's not really in that mindset to win. He he's not in the championship mindset. Right. 
And I think LeBron is just like, you know, I want to play with my friends. I want to play with all my friends. Yeah. Kind of. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's great. You want to play with your friends? Do it during All-Star game. Right. Because you got to have it when, like, you could pick your squad pretty much for All-Star. So if they put Melo on somebody's team, just put Melo on the team, put Chris Paul on the team, put KD mm-hmm. on the team, and y'all just play like that. But mm-hmm. don't don't sit there and jeopardize what Magic set up for you all to win and the squad that y'all have right now because mm-hmm. y'all are finally gelling, you're finally meshing because with that, by putting Melo on the team, I don't think that they should do that. And if they were to bring Melo in, he's going to cost too much. So they have to get rid of half their team in order to put – in order to pay for Melo to even be there. And then from there, he's just going to take your money. He's not even going to play. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a bad idea altogether. I think, um, you know, just it's just like you said, it's a young team. Um, they're growing and meshing together. Just stay with the young team and just try to just, you know, get better. I mean, there's no point of adding Melo into that. I don't – any signs when a player keeps going to every team and it's not working, it has to be the player. There's no way, there's no way that he's not working out with all these teams. There's no way. You went to OKC, it didn't work out. You left. Um, you went to, the, like you say, you went to the Hawks. Uh, yeah, he didn't play, but still left. Um, then he, he goes to the Houston Rockets, still don't work out. It's mellow. It's mellow. He went to the yep. Knicks for all those years, and it, it didn't work out. So, I mean, let's just be honest. We, it's not. It has nothing to do with the teams he's going to, in my opinion. That's just my personal opinion. I think it has something to do with Carmelo, his lack of um, his heart. I don't think his heart is in the right place. I think it's more about the money now. It's been like that for probably a few years since he's, you know, been playing. He's probably only cared about the money, which is fine. He has to provide for his family. I'm not saying it's an issue, but. The money, once you're doing it for the money, it, your heart, it, it comes, it starts to show. It starts to yeah, show definitely. that you're not definitely. really, it starts to show that you're not really involved in it the way some other players are involved in it. Because LeBron still looks like he's in his 20s playing. Exactly. Melo, Melo, I mean, yeah, people say Melo can score. Yeah, he, he might can shoot a jump shot, but what else is he doing on the court? Is he making anybody better? Is he playing good defense? I mean, what exactly, how exactly is he, um, how exactly is he, is he the, you know what I'm saying? How exactly is he the all-star that everybody keeps uh, titling him? You know what I'm saying? Oh, right, he's a superstar. Right. He's, he's one of the best to ever do it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's a, he's a good player around his era, but he has not kept himself up. He has not been consistent. He hasn't played with any heart. And I honestly feel like at this point, he's just, you know, he, he honestly just needs to retire. I mean, I think that. Next thing for Melo at this point. You don't want to yeah, see him mess up your legacy any more than it already has um, put many hits. And, yeah. you know, with this year, I mean, it's not really nowhere where he can really go. Because at this point, he's been gone from the Houston Rockets for how long? And I don't think any team has contacted him or anything. Like two weeks almost, a week, two weeks. Yeah, I mean, if you, were, <laughs> if you were a player, if you were a player that people really, really, really wanted, they would have already had snagged you maybe the first week you were on um, waivers or, you know, that week you were no longer a rocket. So at this point, I just feel like nobody, you know, NBA uh, commissioners are probably not wanting to take a chance on him anymore. They're like, you know, it's a big risk, risk to deal with Carmelo because he's not really playing the way – he didn't he thought he would play, and he's not really giving out the heart that we thought he would give out. So at this point, I think those people are really just, you know, what they're doing is really what they think of him. And I think, you know, at this point, I think that's it. I think it's, I don't know what other teams are going to take a chance on Carmelo Anthony. 
I honestly feel like there were a few albums that could have got that before um, Travis Scott, but as far as everyone else, um, Asian of Privacy, um, John McMillan's Swimming, um, Daytona for Pusha T. I, I knew that that was going to be nominated just because of the work, work he put into the album. It was yeah. pretty much a solid, solid album. Almost, you can, it's a no-skip album, so I, I, mm-hmm. I knew that that was definitely going to be nominated. Um, but like I said, Astro World, I'm not too big on that. And like I said, you know, Monet too being nominated, that was cool. Um, and I honestly think she put a lot of work on her album too. If people yeah, know that she had about four songs that was on the charts. Um, was it four or three? It was three or four, four songs she had on the charts. Yeah, she had four songs that was on the charts. So I honestly feel like it, she definitely deserved that. I don't think, as I said, I'm not too big on Ashley Will being nominated, but at the same time, it's already done. <laughs> All we can say is um, who we felt like got snubbed. I was happy to see the Taylor Swift thing didn't get a nomination because usually they would get for a million nominee, uh, nominations for the Grammys. They didn't nominate um, I was very surprised that Ariana Grande's Thank You Next didn't get nominated. Um, I think it was a pretty awesome song. But maybe, I don't know if she needed, I don't know if the deadline was met for these songs. That's why it wasn't nominated. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought. Um, but if it, if it would have been, then I feel like she kind of deserves something. And also, just to chime in on Nikki, too, um, they, it was, um, there was something going around the Internet that said Nikki, she, nomin- uh, she sent out 16 submissions to the Grammy Committee yeah, to be nominated and then gave them. Um, that's a big surprise. I'm not going to lie. You know, I mean, I understand everybody has to, you know, not hate with her, but, you know, not everybody is the biggest fan of Nikki Minaj. Totally understand that. I'm not either, but I do. I I, I do believe that Charlie might have deserved some kind of recognition, um, maybe for best rap song, even the <laughs> video possibly. But um, you know, maybe that's it. But as far as anything else, no. But I do believe that Charlie probably deserves some kind of nod or something. It was just surprising to see that she um, submitted 16 submissions in the game. So. Um, yeah. You know, I mean. I, I think that she should get a, a VMA. Not a Grammy. Video musical. Yeah, yeah. get a VMA. Well, that, that's about it. Because that, I'm not I didn't really enjoy the album. Right. Oh, oh, yeah, I didn't, deserve, I didn't enjoy the album either. It wasn't a bad album, but I'm just saying as far as the song itself, it might have deserved, like, some kind of nominee for best rap song. There were songs I feel like, songs I feel like that probably shouldn't have even gotten any kind of recognition but I mean I do feel like that wasn't a bad it wasn't a bad song. I mean it was, you know, for Nikki. But yeah, yeah. at the same time, um I don't know if the Grammy the Grammy Committee is too fond of her. I don't think they might like her a lot. I know J. Cole didn't get a nomination for K O D. He didn't get anything. Um, no, he that got was very surprised. He got a nomination for for which one? Sure. The song Come Through and Chill for him and the guest. Yeah, that's R&B song. Yeah, but that's, I mean, you got to remember, Cole, he put out an album that sold about, um, how much was it? Uh, was, was it 400, 400K? The first uh, move 400K unit with KLD? Oh, yeah, um, yeah. How did that not get nominated? I mean, that's what I mean by just giving people, like, just giving nominations, to be honest I me. Mean, there are other artists who might have deserved some kind of nominee when it comes down to the best rap album or best rap song. 
somewhere in there. Um, that's on the I guess is a really cool song. I wasn't too I wasn't too big on the song we had to Miguel, but um, that's cool to get nominated. And is it a song off KOD? No, that's off of Miguel's album. Yeah, so it, it really doesn't even go for him. So I mean, it's kind of just like a you know honoree kind of thing because it's really Miguel. Really Miguel is nominated. So I mean. I'm not, I don't know, but I think the Grammys still has that thing we call ever since he um, put up the, at the Grammys, uh, yeah, yeah. at his concert, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I, I'm not too surprised that they didn't um, give him much of a nod, and I do feel like Daniel Caesar probably should have got some kind of nomination for um, um, the song he had out. Yeah, definitely. I, I know. I definitely um, think he deserved a nomination. That's just me. Yeah, yeah, he should he should have got something. I think they're nominated for best part, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah, they, but they yeah. I think they did not they nominated best part though with her. Yep. Yeah, that was it. Oh, another 